1: It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg, and Wayne, here we are, only just over three weeks away from the start of the final quarter of two thousand and twenty-one, which, even by you know our standards, as uh, you know, people in the autumn of our lives, has sort of flown by this time. And before you know it, we'll be having. Ooh, one yes, of, yeah, we're we'll, we'll having one of these conversations where we say, "Goodness me, that was quite a good year." The uh, JSE All Share Top Forty Index, or the All Share itself. Returned 15.6% in rand terms, and although things occasionally looked a bit awry, and a little bit askew, we got through it relatively well, and um, I think that's what's happening. I and mean, as we're coming to the end of results season, there must have been a few stocks that maybe not delighted
0: you, but certainly satisfied you. No, look, I mean we actually needed. We needed a bull market. We hadn't had a bull market here for literally five years. Mm. And within that time period, we had massive, obviously, the COVID induced bear market. So it's very nice to see the market hitting almost 70,000 and the record highest. But it's been interesting in the last, I call it the last two, three months or so, the mining shares, especially the precious metals, have come under quite some pressure. Mm. And the South African shares, the banks, the retailers, have actually done quite well. And and I actually think that's going to continue uh, for a little while. Although, once again, having said that, some of these platinum shares and gold shares have fallen so much they're almost in buy territory again. And ah. Some of them have come under intense pressure, especially the gold shares.
1: So you don't think that uh, it's just like on the upside, people said, well, this is a in commodities and commodity shares. You think this may just be a moment in time. No. And uh, although look, many of them are in be... a bear market, now is the time yeah. to start nibbling.
0: Yeah. Look, look, whatever the downside is on the mining shares, it's going to be significantly less than the downside we saw in 2015, uh, 2016, simply because there's not nearly the same amount of supply coming on stream as what we saw then. So the the downside, you know, the downside on the share prices is not 80%, 90%, like we saw then. I think it's more 30 40% downside from the peak. And we've seen very close to that on a lot of the shares. So even though you're in a super cycle, there's still little wobblies within the super cycle. Eh? Same as in the, you know, I mean, we were in a super down cycle from ooh, late 70s all the way through to late 90s. You know, there's a 20-year down cycle. You know, now we've been in a 20-year up cycle, essentially. But it doesn't stop the, you know, the, the variations of prices within that cycle. You know, it's been quite extensive, in fact.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the commodity shares that have come under pressure. I mean, you've got gold shares, you've got PGM shares, you've got uh, shares that are uh, um, uh, linked to bulk commodities, uh, companies like Kumba Iron ore, for example. You've got the diversified miners. Which of those would you start to nibble away at? Because I know you took some money off the table at FMB, And uh, which are the ones that you would first start to say, okay, that's enough now, I want to start getting back in, start getting back in?
0: Probably probably the platinum shares first. I mean, some of the, some of the big uh, diversified miners haven't fallen that much, especially Anglo-American. And in fact, Glencore's been quite good. So that hasn't fallen. So it, w- it would be the platinum shares at some stage that we would start looking into getting again, to be honest.
1: Okay, so the PGM stocks, of course, it's a long-term bull market. When it doesn't matter whether it's rhodium yes, or palladium think, or platinum. The fact yeah, is- you, you, you've got to choose I one that's got a, a like good mix, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to choose one of those PGM yes. miners that's got a really good mix of all the most popular white metals. I think that's the way to look at it.
0: Yeah, well, I think I'll go for Anglo-American because I think they've got the best ore um, body, the very, very, very low-cost producer. Mm. Of course, in a true bull market, you actually want the marginal producer. You maybe want Stillwater, yes. Sibania, because they're the marginal producer in a in a, in a bull market. But I think I would, I would rather go a little bit safe and go for Angler Platts because you know, they've, they've truly got an excellent ore body in Mokere um, quena
1: Okay, so we've talked about the shares that have come down. What about domestic stocks? And, and when I say a domestic stock, I characterize that as a company that's got maybe 75% of its earnings yes. within South Africa. Have any of those stood out in the last six weeks or so since the re-earnings season started?
0: Well, look, the banks have done very well eh, in that environment. ShopRite's done well. A good couple of retailers have, have done well. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's, to be honest, I think maybe the banks have stood out the most of all.
1: And you would continue to add because I know you're a holder.
0: Mm, I think so because I don't think the, I don't think the price-earnings ratios are that high yet on the banking shares. And certainly – you know, First round's coming – I mean, obviously, it's my company. But yeah. First round's coming up with results literally in the next few days. Right. Um, and But they've already told us that earnings are going to be up 50%. Right. I mean, that's 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 big. Admittedly, off a low the base. earnings are not – yeah, off a low base. And, and even with this 50% increase, the earnings, I think, will – I'm just going to try and have a look now quickly. But I think the earnings will be back to more or less where they were pre all of the lockdown so there's been no earnings growth but nevertheless you know the recovery has been a lot uh, a lot more the recovery from the big lockdowns has been stronger than what people have anticipated even though you know this year we still won't make up what we lost last year in gdp terms but still a couple a good couple of guys and i see that uh, uh, is it old mutual today, up their earnings forecast. Mm. Uh, not earnings forecast, their, their, their GDP growth forecast for next year, I think to 5.4 or 5.5%, which is certainly a little bit higher than what uh, our, our forecast would be. But nevertheless, they're actually upping it.
1: Well, I spoke to uh, an asset management company in Cape Town yesterday, and they've upped theirs from up to around sort of, Four and a half percent. It was 3.9 percent and now it's gone up to four and a half percent. And then I asked the person concerned. Yeah, I think it should be
0: about four and a half to 4.7 percent for next year. Yes.
1: Exactly. And then I asked the person concerned. I said, what sort of number do you need to start to reduce the appalling situation of unemployment in South Africa? And she said, we're well, going to need five to six percent every single year for at least five years okay, to yes. make yeah, yeah. even, even longer. Exactly
0: right. Yes. In order to just to bring yeah, it back look, where I mean, it
1: was five years ago.
0: Exactly. And, you know, the the true tragedy of South Africa is the unemployment rate. Yes. But there is one mitigating factor. At least for the moment, we can afford to pay all of the grants that people, you know, aren't completely destitute. But, of course, that is ultimately over the very long term unsustainable.
1: Yes. There's still going to be a bill, but it, uh, should be, that bill should be lessened, surely. And obviously, that's all to do. We're, we're talking politics and economics now, which is, which is not our mandate. But um, the fact yes. is that you have to bring down the public sector uh, wage bill as well in order to help mm. fund the social grants. But on the other hand, of course, if you're laying off people, uh, then they also go on to grants. So it's a sort of chicken and egg situation. And it's a very difficult yeah. juggling act. But yes, at, at the moment, South Africa can afford it.
0: That's what you're saying. At the moment, yes, we can afford it. And, of course, ironically enough, even though it was basically a book entry, the restatement of our GDP helps all of that. You know, government debt to 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 GDP ratio, et cetera.
1: Yeah, we had our GDP numbers yesterday, and uh, there's a rebasing – which uh, mm. I didn't understand, but it's a, a perfectly routine uh, matter which occurs yes. every five years or so. But that meant that our economy was uh, suddenly 11% higher than it was the day before, which I don't quite understand. Maybe you can explain it, or maybe you can't.
0: Look, it's, it's all actually accounting. Well, not accounting. It's, it's all, it's all a, a bookkeeping entry. So they, they go through this exercise, yes. and the one government authority that you can truly say has been free of any form of interference or any sort of creeping uh, ineptitude and uh, malaise has been the Department of Statistics. So if they come up with something, it is truly believed by everyone, including the overseas rating agencies, and this does happen. I must admit, the adjustment was a lot higher than what I thought it it could have been. You know, 11% is a big jump.
1: Yes, it really is a big jump. And, uh, you know, people will say there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And it's all, you know, as you say, shuffling one set of numbers to to somewhere else. And they call it rebasing. But anyway, we'll take it 11% higher. And as long as the rating agencies and the economists are happy, then then we're happy as well. Still, I I wonder if they could rebase the unemployment data so we could have 11% more jobs. But that's not going to happen, obviously. No, no, that's not going to. That's not. Unfortunately. So you've had a good year so far, haven't you, as we get very close to the fourth quarter. I mean, if you had to say, if someone said to you now, Wayne, sorry, uh, we need you to take a three-month sabbatical, you would sit down, close your books, or rather hand over your books to somebody else and say, that's what I've done for our clients. Uh, Good luck with the rest of the year. You'd probably be quite happy.
0: Yeah. And I I don't, you know, we under no urgent need to restructure our portfolios at the moment, we don't think. I mean, we did sell some commodity shares a couple of months ago, and that turned out to be you know, quite fortuitous. We are overweight to the banks and the SA incorporated, SA focused shares. So yeah, we're going to sit back. I mean, obviously, you know, in our type of client base, we run very diversified portfolios. So, Mm. you know, there's never a very, very large position one way or the other because that in itself entails a massive amount of risk in case you get it wrong. But we think that this trend of, of a domestic shares going up and maybe their re, the, the resource shares going down will probably be in place for a little while still. I don't think we're at the end of that. And, of course, tied in with that is a, you know, a belief that this the bit of RAND strength we are seeing over the last couple of weeks is also temporary and the RAND will sort of weaken towards the end of the year again.
1: Yes, and the other thing, of course, is here we are on September the 9th and September and October, I think, are statistically the worst two months for the, the yeah. stock markets uh, worldwide. So you've got to watch out for a little bit of, uh, of that factor uh, coming into play as well. Uh, yeah. so, so watch out for that round at 14.27, 14.25, whatever it is at the moment. And, uh, yeah, just be prepared for a little bit of volatility over the next uh,
0: seven weeks or so. Yeah, I would think so, yes.
1: Okay, good. Well, Wayne, uh, food stories. We have to, um,
0: of course… Uh, uh, oh, we- yes, we've got yeah, no, we have I'm to. I'm actually not in… I'm actually not in Joburg at the moment. I'm down in Cape Town. Okay. Just for a very short little midweek break, only only two days. Mm -hmm. And I'm staying in the restaurant, uh, staying at a hotel called the Twelve Apostles.
1: Oh, right. Just down um, along the coast towards uh, Chapman's Peak. Yes, I know that. I used to live there for six months, actually. It's beautiful.
0: Lovely place. And they have got a prawn stroganoff. (laughs) That is just honestly one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. I've in fact well. been here two nights and I've had, two, I've had it two nights in a row.
1: And you're an Epicurean.
0: So it for you to delicious. say
1: one of the best meals in your life, that is quite high
0: praise. No, no it is delicious. And interesting enough, it's, it's a very old recipe. It comes out of a, a recipe book from a lady who's been associated with this hotel. But the book, oh, I don't know, the book's 50, 60 years old. Mm. And... Uh, Obviously, I'm very interested, as we have spoken about before, on stroganoff. I've done a bit of a study in stroganoff, so I looked at her recipe last night in the restaurant, and she doesn't use any mustard in a beef stroganoff. And it, as I've said, you know, just a minute or two ago, it, it is totally delicious. So I'm going to. I've taken a little picture of the recipe, and I'm going to try it out. Maybe not with prawns, because I must admit, the the, the prawns to me. Don't add hugely to the dish. The actual sauce and everything and, and the mushrooms and everything is just delicious. I think you could have it with beef and, and it would be just as tasty. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try out her, and her. Her key to this whole thing seems to be not just using sour cream, but using double cream as well and Worcester sauce. Ah. So I'm going to give this one a bash because, as I've said now for the 10th time, it is truly delicious.
1: And tell me something. Did they serve a starch with it, or was it just
0: purely the prawns and the, you know, the sauce? No, and I just everything? had that. It, it, it is such a huge meal mm. that you actually can't. I've had it before. I've had it before, yeah, quite a while, I quite a number, probably two or three years ago. Mm. You know, before, before this turned into a half-investments, half-food program, so I didn't bring it up two or three years ago. Mm. But uh, I, I know the size of the dish, so I certainly didn't have starters, although tonight... I'm very tempted by one starter they've got, and that is Baburti Spring Rolls. Look at that. That sounds delicious. But
1: you're not going oh, to have the, the enough for the for, for, no, I'm not again.
0: No, I'm not going to have it three nights. I'm not going to have it three times in a row No, no. no I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. And uh, the great I'm thing okay. about I'm that is the
1: if, the, if the weather's good, you can sit on that uh, that rather large open area they have outside the yes, inside nice. restaurant and you can see the, the waves crashing against the rocks
0: and everything. It's a oh, beautiful and location. They, and, they, and they're right there. But But I must admit, late in the afternoon, you need a pair of sunglasses and a cap because the sun... I mean, it's beautiful, but the sun shines right in onto you. It's actually, you actually need some uh, cap and some eye protection, but otherwise the glare is quite something. But it is a spectacular setting. And then as the sun goes down, of course, it's wonderful because you can see the sea on the one side, and then you can see the mountains, you know, directly on the other side. It really is pretty.
1: Yes, it is. Okay, this is my story. You eat steak, don't you, Wayne? You you like steak? Yes, definitely. Okay,
0: so what what would because you have? I, I might typically... even have that tonight. Oh, there you go. Because so, what, got what will a, you choose? A, 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 I might have the starter and a smallish steak.
1: Uh, yeah, but what because cups?
0: They've got, um I I actually prefer rum to fillet. I actually prefer rum to fillet. I, I, I like a. I'm not. I mean, obviously, I have had fillet before, but sometimes it's a little too tender. I like a. Yes. You know, a bit, bit more texture to the meat. But they've got a. They've got a steak, yeah, on the menu with a. Is it Cafe de Paris butter? Could be. And and I've had that before. In fact, there was a steak restaurant in Johannesburg just opposite where our offices are that, uh, that copies a, a, a restaurant in France that only serves this steak with Café de Paris butter. Right. And it's apparently very famous in, in Paris. I've never been to it. But they also started this out. And that was the only meal on the menu. You could have this steak with the, with the butter on it. And I, I loved it, but unfortunately it didn't last a little long. Maybe only six months or eight months. And then you know, obviously the the sheer volume of patrons isn't high enough in Johannesburg just to support a restaurant that only serves one thing.
1: Yes, uh, Johannesburgers are a, a strange creatures when it comes to that sort of thing. But on the subject of steak, I was walking through Middleburg, which is not the Middleburg that used to be the coal mining town in South Africa, but the Middleburg in the south of the Netherlands. Uh, it's a little town, and therefore it's got sort of small independent shops. And I went to my local greengrocer. I was walking past the butcher, and I don't eat meat, but they had a big banner up- outside advertising
0: Wagyu beef. I don't know if you've ever had Wagyu beef no, from Japan. I've only I've only heard of it. And I know that the animals are loved and tucked into bed every night, and even the masses on their foreheads and, and everything, and oh, massaged yeah. and well looked after. But I've I've, I've seen it often. But then I look at the price. Well, this is the and, point. I and, went, and I buy a rump.
1: Exactly. Or, or, <laughs> or a burger. <laughs> I went into the place and I said to the nice lady behind the counter, I said, uh, I understand you're serving Wagyu beef. She said, yes. And she looked at me. I don't know if I looked uh, particularly poor or bedraggled or something. She said, you do know the price, don't you, sir? I said, look, I understand it's quite dear. Yeah, I said, uh, but I'm, I'm curious. And um, so... Yeah. There was a huge piece, and uh, from that huge piece she would already cut two 200-gram steaks and put them in a vacuum pack and nicely refrigerated and everything. And you can – you know, it, it's, it's that sort of steak. It's, it's not deep red. It's, it's a in colour simply because there is so much fat in it. There are ribbons and ribbons of fat in this thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's
0: very marbled, yes.
1: Marbled in fat, exactly right. And she put it on the um, – she put a 200-gram steak on the weighing scales and Wayne, it was seventy-two euros and twenty-one cents. And even with my yeah. rudimentary maths, that's one thousand three hundred and fifty rand. Yeah. One thousand three hundred and fifty rand at for the, the butcher 200. for two hundred grams. Now, a good South African would have yeah, exactly. A good South African would have three hundred uh, grams plus. But yes, it, and if you went to the restaurant, if they're buying it for thirteen fifty yep. from the butcher,
0: you can imagine what the price is eighteen
1: hundred yeah. to two thousand, probably mm. outrageous mm. amount. But people are buying it. I mean, this is no, a small town. Yeah,
0: outrageous look, amount I mean, of money. No, that is huge. But while we have spoken about this before, mm. in ten years' time, maybe even sooner, I reckon, oh, a good third, maybe even more of all the meat consumed. Worldwide it won't actually be meat. It will be this Vegetable engineered meat because I've, I've read many articles about it because it, it actually interests me. Yes, and apparently I've never seen it yet But the moment I do see it. I will try it uh, they, they say the texture and the taste is as good as the best meat you can get The only problem with it now is it's like Wagyu. It's a, it's it's expensive because yes. it's not made in enough volume yet But but I think that I think that that's coming
1: yeah, in fact, there's a, uh, there's a New York Stock Exchange listed company that has done did incredibly well when its IPO. I think it was um, I think it was around about six to nine months ago, something like that. And people went berserk for this, but it is the future, of course. The other problem yes, is, is yeah. the other the, the only problem with that is people say, well, it's so healthy for you and, and all that stuff, and then you look at the list of ingredients. And and there was one study by a a sceptic, and he said, well, there's 70 different ingredients in this burger that I'm eating now. And he he went through the list, and it was quite scary how they make it. It is plant-based, yes, but on the other hand, it has to be engineered.
0: Yes, it is. But it is truly far, far, far uh, kinder on the environment because, you know, meat itself is, you know, it's... It consumes a huge amount of resources before it's actually ready to eat, whereas this is substantially less uh, 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 harsh on the environment. And this is the new—you know—we're talking about supercycles earlier on. This is the true new supercycle. Is the environment, yeah. and it's—it's it's only just starting to take year now. Yeah, so this is the two
1: next supercycle. We're in the early stages of people's awareness yes. and people and, and the necessity to be uh, ESG and environmentally friendly and green and and everything else. Anyway, Wayne, thank you very much for your time as always. That's Wayne McCurry, who's a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position